Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Deprived of root and branch and rind, yet flowers I bear of every kind. And such is my prolific power, they bloom in less than half an hour. Welcome to Wheel of the Year Beltane, the ninth episode of Three Pagans and a Cat, with posthumous thanks to 18th century writer Jonathan Swift for the opening lines of his poem, A Maypole. All right, we're going to switch things up. <laughs> Wait, don't we have to introduce ourselves? Or uh, we'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll we'll do that gonna, at the end. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to switch this up, okay? Because uh-huh. we noticed not everybody listens all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And true. we have, especially for this episode, some important information that everybody needs to hear. Yep. And so we're so going to cover that We're going to cover all of this right now. <laughs> so I'm going to get a bunch of the malarkey that we cover at the end <laughs> out of the way now. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Three Pagans and a Cat. You can find us on Twitter at three underscore pagans. You can find us on Patreon at three pagans and a cat. We do have two patrons uh-huh. supporting us. One of which is at the level that she gets her name read. So yep. Oh. So our our singular five dollar level cat patron is Aaron Mo. Yay! <laughs> we love you, Aaron. We do. We we really appreciate your support, and we appreciate our kitten too. We love yes, your kitten. Yep. And we actually appreciate everybody for yes, listening. Yes, we do. <laughs> we love every time you guys comment. I get like a little oh burst of, of delight. Yes. It's great. So Emails good. to us are oh, great. Yeah. Uh, Comments on our Facebook if page. If somebody could show up in our Discord, please. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think there is someone there, but we gotta, someone, we gotta actually be there for them to discord with us. Uh-huh. Well, I'm there, but they didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. say something. <laughs> One so, person yeah. showed okay. up in our Discord but didn't say anything. <laughs> and it was then very, left. very sad. So, so, <laughs> so please join us in the Discord. There will be a link on the uh, on the website on yep. the episode. So and if you don't know where it is, you can you can hit up the the website and find the link to the Discord there. Yes. And then introduce yourself. Uh-huh. Say something. We would love to meet you. Yep. So. Um, so that that's it for the episode. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's the end, honey. Sorry, I'm very confused by doing this at the beginning. We, we, what else did I have to we've cover? Done opposite days. Oh, I guess we could introduce ourselves now. I mean, well, I thought we were going to introduce ourselves at the end. We... Oh, that's right. We are going to introduce ourselves. <laughs> well, we at the did want to talk about right. a there, rather serious situation. Yes. There is yep. there, the reason we're doing this is because we think everybody needs to hear this information and. The analytics suggest that not everybody listens to the end of the episode, so we've moved everything to the front, uh, and we're now going to talk about this slightly more serious subject yes. before we get into the meat of the episode. And right. it's a more personal mm-hmm. uh, yep. subject. Yeah. Um, it has to do with me. I have been experiencing um, some health issues recently. Um, in February, I had some routine tests done that came back with atypical results Mm -hmm. and so I went through a series of tests uh, because we kept getting atypical results atypical but but non-specific results atypically inconclusive but finally this past Wednesday which was uh, April 11th um, I got a confirmed diagnosis of endometrial cancer it is in an early stage so it's very treatable Mm -hmm. and I've I've actually talked to my oncologist and uh, we have set a, a surgery date uh, for May 10th. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, the, it's a 
it's been a difficult time. Mm -hmm. um, and for that reason, I haven't been doing my one card draws on Friday and, and things like that. It's I, one of those is because I was recovering from a procedure. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other was just um, overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah, the right. stress of... And the stress of the news. First yep. of not having a diagnosis right. and doing all these tests and then of getting the diagnosis. Exactly. And it's taken about a month and a half almost two months mm -hmm. to get the diagnosis. Right. So it's it's been a stressful time. Um, and we've got more stressful times coming up. But mm -hmm. now that I know what's going on... Plans are in place. Plans are in place for treatment. I'm focusing now on meditation, on focusing on, uh, you know, having a positive attitude mm -hmm. of just trying to do everything I can to be as healthy as possible. I'm going to be doing some magic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And so that is, you know, you, any of you who are out there who would be, you know, willing or want to send me positive vibes, light a candle, whatever it is you, you feel led to do, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, that's you, a, you probably see the Facebook page more than anything. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So if you, if you want Direct to send your well wishes to, yeah, mm -hmm. to, send to the, to the Facebook, mm -hmm. that's probably the easiest thing. I kind of keep up on the Twitter. Right. I don't keep up on Anything except the Discord that no one is in. Oh. <laughs> Go to the Discord and say hello. <laughs> She's feeling sad. Um, but so we wanted to let you guys know if there are any, uh, I guess, disruptions in service. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, things may be, you know, it, it may take us a little bit Sometime it might to, just be Odin I. Yeah. Um, uh, doing one, Because there's going to be a recovery period after right. the surgery. And, and so. then there also, after the surgery, there will be a determination of what stage of cancer I have. And if, and if any follow-up therapies are needed. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of a, a difficult time right now. But I'm going to do my best to stay involved mm -hmm. and be part of Three Pagans and a Cat because I love it so <laughs> much. I Thank do. you, everybody, who uh, retweeted our Friday the 13th. Yes! Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> which was great. I actually... Uh, Car uh, called, uh, called me at like 1 p.m. like, it's Friday the 13th. I need a graphic to put on Twitter. <laughs> Just so you know, Ode does all of our graphics. Yeah. And, and she's absolutely wonderful. And do you want to explain what where that... The cat. Oh, the, the comes cat. From? Yeah, the the little cat icon. The sort our of podcast. Our, our podcast that is our sort of mascot for the the podcast is based on Shadow, who was the cat I grew up with. Basically, my uh, father Carr gave him to my mother Gwen when they before they were married, and I grew up around him. He was an indoor outdoor cat. He was a great hunter. He was the only thing that kept the rabbit population in check. And he had an incredibly long oh, tail. Oh, huge long tail. He was an enormous cat. And his tail was probably one and a half times longer than it should have been. <laughs> his claws could not be completely sheathed, but he was very, very aware of it. And very, very careful. Not yeah. to scratch anyone. Yeah. He didn't mean to. He was incredibly gentle. Yeah. And he got in... He had a tumor or mm -hmm. something. And, and he lost an eye when I was a child. So he was the one-eyed hunter. For yeah. most of my life. Uh, and so I loved him tremendously. He used to meet me at the at the front of the driveway when I got off the bus from school and walk me up to the porch and then hair off into the woods to go kill things. <laughs> um, dissect birds and leave specific organs on the on the patio in front yeah. of the welcome mat for us to enjoy. Yeah, and he always knew when you needed uh, a cuddle mm -hmm. or if you were upset, he was suddenly there. He was he was a typical was cat in that he was standoffish until he realized you needed him and then he was there 
forever. Mm-hmm. So, wonderful. so he was great. And when I was a teenager, um, a little bit after he died, I created this icon of shadow that I used in that I like. I, I used to put him in pictures I was doing for my art classes, just like in in the corners and in the trees and stuff like that. So when we were doing this podcast. And we came up with the name, even though we don't currently have a cat, Shadow is sort of here in spirit. So that's where that icon comes right. from. That's right. And hence the reason why the cat only has one eye. Uh-huh. And so. why we are three pagans and a cat. And he right. was, and he was, of course, a black cat. Right, he was. yes. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And he was the runt of the litter, which was funny he was, to me. Yeah. Was like, he was the, by far, like the smallest kitten in the litter. With the longest tail. With the longest tail. <laughs> and I'm allergic to cats, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a, I went out looking for no like the perfect cat. I just kind of went out and picked one and happened to get the perfect cat. Mm-hmm. So it came Shadow out really, is one really of well. the few cats that Carr has ever loved. And it, this, yeah, is true. True. <laughs> this is true. And um, I've, I still feel his spirit out uh, at that mm-hmm. property. Um, you know, when I go out there, I've uh, there have been times when I've been out there with you know, just walking the property, looking mm-hmm. around, that uh, I'll sense his spirit out there walking with me in the grass. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, well, around. listen, generations of rabbits grew up in terror of yeah, Shadow. So, so true. <laughs> they, Shadow was the only reason we could have a garden on that property. Otherwise, the rabbits would have et all of it. That's yes, that's true. probably true. That's true. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about one right, thing right. in particular because this is our Wheel of the Year series mm-hmm. yes, it for is. Beltane, for the Beltane. second fire festival. Yep. We're going to be talking about Beltane and Walpurgisnacht, uh, which Beltane is May 1st and is sometimes conflated with May Day, and Walpurgisnacht is April 30th, sometimes called May Eve. Well, there you go. I didn't even know that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned something new already. <laughs> Love it when I learn new things. So, uh, the name of Beltane comes from the uh, Gaelic Bealtaine. Uh, which there are two possible derivations for. I'm going to just heads up. I'm going to get back into the Proto-Indo-European real quick. It's going to be short this time. <laughs> <laughs> so there are two possible derivations. The most commonly accepted derivation is from Common Celtic, which is a, a Proto-Indo-European daughter language that Bialtana derives from Belotethna, which means bright fire. There's an alternative der- derivation forwarded by a Frenchman in 2003, that um, derives from common Celtic's Beltichnia, which is the cognate for the name of a, a Lithuanian goddess of death. And that comes from the Proto-Indo-European root Luelch, which means suffering or death. So he wow. doesn't he doesn't go into she, why she that's his... kind of odd for this particular time yeah. of right? year. Um, but I, I, like I can... I can see where you would get there from a Walpurgisnacht direction, yeah. but not from a Beltane direction. Right, yeah. So. <laughs> yep, we'll agree to disagree on that one with uh-huh. whoever the guy is in 2003. Right. I, th- I think <laughs> I think the, the commonly accepted um, derivation of Bright Fire is probably most probable because this is a fire festival with lots of fire imagery involved. Yes, mm-hmm. yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Beltane is actually one of the the Celtic holidays with the most attestation. It's mentioned in early Irish literature. It shows up as a significant date in some of the Irish mythology. And it was the time when cattle was driven out to the summer pasture uh, around May 1st was the time when that was, was done. So it was an important time for um, a pastoral and herding peoples, which the Celts were. Yeah, luckily, 
um, in their area that worked fine. Here, that probably would not because mm. we today is what the sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, it's April sixteenth. April sixteenth. April fifteenth. It's April fifteenth, and we just had a huge ice storm. Yeah. Um, here in Michigan, so presumably are, they didn't have that problem so much in right. Right. There's like half in an inch Ireland of ice on everything. Oh, I just cleaned I off know. our Maybe car. They did. So I, I don't know that much about. That. I don't know what the climate is like in Ireland, but. It must be more temperate than it is here. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we could talk to your brother about that. Right. That's true. Point. That's <laughs> true. He spent time there. He did. Yep. Yeah. Beltane is because it's opposite Samhain. It's mm-hmm. another thin year time. It's a it's a time when uh, the good neighbors are a little more active than otherwise. And traditionally was a time when you did some offerings hoping they would leave you alone mm-hmm. and not eat your cows. Yep. That makes it also a very good night for divination. Mm-hmm. If, uh, any talking, if you want to talk to your ancestors, mm-hmm. any you can do it during Beltane, if you don't feel like waiting until Samhain. And of course, uh, according to what I'm reading here, it said it's also, uh, some say that it is a way to determine the spirit of those who will be born in the coming year, those who will be returning to the to the land, you know, those ah. who will be returning to the land of the living gotcha. who've already crossed over. That makes sense because my understanding is there were a lot of Beltane babies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. well, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I think is interesting that I'm seeing here is that it, because, you know, as with Samhain, the idea was, you know, you go door to door and mm-hmm. demand Tr- gifts. Right. You trick or treat. <laughs> trick or treat, you know, you, you're, you're, you're receiving or demanding. You're, you're, you're demanding protection money. Demanding protection money, as it were, or, or uh, that kind of a thing. You're it, running a racket. Right, exactly. It's the opposite for Beltane. The idea is that you would go to, they would take baskets of flowers and goodies mm. to their neighbors. And, and be uh, like, sorry for all that shit. <laughs> sorry for Samhain. Here you go. So I thought that was an interesting correlation between Beltane and Samhain. And yeah. they both exchange. There's an exchange of, of treats or mm-hmm. gifts. Goods of, or gifts. But one, where Samhain is, you are the one receiving right. at Beltane. You, you are, are the, the one who's giving. giving. So That's interesting. very interesting. Yeah. 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 According to the research I've done, which of course... I tend to be more Celtic in what right. I look at, mm-hmm. is that Beltane is based on Bellinos, became known as Bellamar ah. uh, later, who was the Celtic god of the sun and represented the curative powers of the sun, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, Makes sense with also, the fire association. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's also mm-hmm. illustrated on the Gunnadstrap cauldron. Ah. So that's where they've kind of gotten this correlation okay. is from that. Well, interesting. Um, interesting. Yep. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> traditionally, the... Uh, as a fire festival, there was a, a big focus on uh, a community bonfire during Beltane. Mm-hmm. And th- traditionally, the way that the bonfire was done was it was a very specific process. First, you had to douse all the hearths and candles in your community. There could be no fires lit anywhere in like your area. Then you had to create what's called a need fire, which is a fire that is created by friction. So flint... Or rubbing uh, the yeah rubbing using sticks the, together, rubbing yeah. sticks together. Yeah. The the point was that the the action of the friction made this fire more holy than others. So that it also it created kind of holes. The whole fertility thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the the friction. Yeah. 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 Um, so you created the need fire, uh, and then you would drive because, like I said, um, this was when you were moving the cattle to their summer pasture. So you would drive the cattle through the smoke from the bonfire uh, as a protective measure. And then 
everyone danced around the bonfire, leaped over the bonfire if possible, got the smoke all up on themselves as well for similar protective purposes. And then as the fire was dying down, you would daub yourself with the ashes and then take a torch from the bonfire to your homes to relight all the hearts and candles from the need fire. I I found this is also interesting because there's some traditions or I guess some scholars who believe that there it was possible that some human sacrifice was happening at Beltane mm-hmm. and that that's where the later the concept of leaping over the fire came from and oh. that in kind of a, a some a simulation of right of past, that of that sacrifice of past sacrifices um and then it also mentioned passing livestock uh between two bonfires uh-huh. yeah. for blessing and fertility to make sure you got them all up in the smoke and right. to, and to keep um predators away cuz yeah, exactly predators are not huge on fire as a right. rule yeah my understanding was that you were also supposed to use the nine sacred woods um, uh, to do this fire as yeah well. i'm not sure if that's an old tradition or a new one but okay. it makes sense that mm-hmm. that at, at the very least there would be some wood specifically that especially in the celtic lands yeah. yep. so where I'll, trees I'll, are very important let, let me cover those nine woods yeah, real yeah. quick just to make sure everybody knows so it's oak apple hawthorn birch elder ash blackthorn grapevine rowan or mountain ash holly willow cedar, yew, and hemlock. That would make for a very fragrant smoke, Yes, right? it would, yeah. And I would also like to point out that I don't think all scholars agree that human sacrifice took place uh, right. in the Celtic Area, areas, you know, in ancient times, I think they're, you know, so that's one possibility, right? But it doesn't. Tacitus necessi- probably insisted that they did. Yeah, Whether Tacitus have, is a reliable resource, or it could have been animal sacrifices. <laughs> I right. mean, you know, right. The other thing was that they took the ashes from that fire uh-huh. and sped it in their fields. As, oh, oh, right. as fertilizer. That, fertilizer. Yeah, that yeah. would be so good. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. with the nine yeah. woods. If and you're then, not familiar with this. Ash is great fertilizer. Volcanic yeah. ash is ideal, but kind of hard to get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, women who wish to conceive could tie a bag of the ash around their neck and oh. wear it, and it would help them uh, conceive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of fertility imagery involved in Beltane mm-hmm. and May Day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in some traditions, um, this is the night that the god expresses his love for the goddess. Right. In the, and they in, consummate their union. Yeah, the sacred marriage right. concept yeah. and, and the corresponding great rite yep. takes exactly. place uh, yeah. during Beltane a lot, and, in a lot um, of traditions. There are traditions who believe that because of this sacred union, uh, the conception of the divine child who will take the God's place in the next year. So that's right, where you get the Holly King and the Oak cycle. King. Yeah. Yeah. This, I'm not tremendously familiar with that because it's, it's not really a, part of a heathen. It's, right. It doesn't correspond to any heathen traditions. My understanding is that is more of a traditional Wiccan. Right. Like, possibly maybe from the British traditional. I'm not sure where, where, where exactly this sort of cyclical that cyclical idea came from. Yeah. Marriage mm-hmm. cycle. But that yeah. is... For some traditions, that is what takes place at Beltane. Mm-hmm. And so, correspondingly, there are a lot of hand fastings done mm-hmm. during Beltane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's an excellent time for hand fastings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just sex in general. That's right. right. Hence, yeah. the Beltane babies. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did read that in some areas, children who were conceived during Beltane were considered to be, like, especially lucky or powerful children. So oh, like cool. yeah, so like yeah. if if like I guess just because they sort of absorbed that Beltane energy, right? So we want to cover correspondences. Yeah, 
I so think that's a great idea. Yep. I have a I have a bunch of them here. So I have a few too. So you we'll all see. listen through, and if mm-hmm. you hear if you don't hear something, or if you hear something, <laughs> you you're hear like, something. Well, I need to say something about this. Uh-huh. You know, just talk over. <laughs> Interrupt me, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the herbs that would be a part of this would be all heal, blessed thistle, broom, curry, daffodil, dogwood, coriander, dragon's blood, fern, fire's weed, which makes sense. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Nettle, flaxseed, hawthorn. Again. One of the nine woods. Mm-hmm. Marjoram, paprika, radish, rue, snapdragon, mushroom, almond, mm-hmm. meadowsweet, rose, woodruff, tansy, and elder leaves. My mm. list also includes honeysuckle and St. John's wort and phlox I and lilac. See, I can see St. John's wort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. What I found was just that Beltane was traditionally celebrated by decorating with yellow flowers. Yeah, I have so, all flowers. So primrose and hazel and rowan and hawthorn. Yep. Um, yep. I guess it was a tradition. I guess it was a tradition for a young couple to go into the woods, bang, and then collect... <laughs> And then, to put it mildly. and then collect hawthorn boughs and bring them home to decorate. And, like, the excuse was, well, we went out to collect like hawthorn boughs, <laughs> but really, they were banging. They were making belting babies. They were making belting babies. So, incense would be rose, jasmine, uh, lang lang, peach, musk, or vanilla. Mm. I also have frankincense, lilac, tuberose, and jasmine. I would think that something like orange blossom would also be super appropriate yeah, at this. I mm-hmm, think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that was readily available in no, probably the not. Areas, which but, is why. But, I also, but yes, you, if you live in an area where you mm-hmm. can get orange blossom, yes. Did you include musk in your? Uh, yes, I did. Yep. I would think some of the spicier things, because obviously yes. frankincense is listed on here, but also, um, you know, any of the amber based. Mm-hmm. Incenses and I think anything, anything woody too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. anything woodsy. Yeah, woodsy would be good. Or with a smoky, like you know, like there are some really smoky Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. incenses. Yep, stones. Yes, (laughs) this is where you come in, Ode. Uh, Malachite. Uh huh. Garnet. Okay. Rose quartz, emerald, beryl, 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 and tourmaline. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've also got carnelian, amber, and although it is not listed anywhere, I'm going to insist on black obsidian. That makes sense. <laughs> um, carnelian uh, and amber, both, and garnet, all sort of have the, the fire connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Carnelian is um, a prosperity, courage, and creativity kind of stone. It's got a very gregarious and active tone, especially if you're having a very exuberant Beltane, I would encourage carnelian. Uh, amber is more for healing and wisdom. I feel that, so I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I've got like an indelible sense that honey is sacred. And I feel the exact same way about amber's sacredness, just that it's a sort of innate quality of the thing. Amber has a very warm and protective tone. And it's it feels very, very old because it is very, very old. Amber is fossilized sap. And so it's got a quality more of, and I mean, all stones really are old, but, but amber specifically brings that feeling with it. So if you're looking for, for wisdom or clarity, right. amber is a good stone for that. Uh, malachite is associated with abundance, manifestation, intention, and balance. It absorbs negativity, but it also holds on to it and then doesn't do anything with it. So cleanse malachite regularly. It, do you, can so I have a question though. Uh-huh. Would you cleanse it, or if you feel like you've got so much in it, would you 
return it to Earth and get a new piece. That's yeah, That's that would a be a really idea, really good actually. idea. Right. I because my I I don't like cleansing things just in a sort of general like get rid of it way mm-hmm. because I feel like that energy needs to go, go somewhere. somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, if if you've sort of if you've got a piece of malachite that has absorbed a lot of negativity, I would really suggest, you know, take it out someplace away from your home space. And into a, if possible, a natural wild space. You right. can also and bury uh, it, uh, or a natural water source. Mm-hmm. Yep, to can, put, put it in a river or something a river, like that. Stream, as long as know, it as long as it is active. flowing gotcha. away from your home right. space. Okay, like you um, wouldn't want to throw it into a lake because no. that is a it's a it's a container. It's a contained <laughs> body of water. You want it to be a moving body yep. of water. Um, so, so you would do that and then, yeah, replace your piece of malachite. I often get the sense with malachite that this is again, I'm getting really into the woo woo stuff here, but malachite feels. That's what we do. We woo. We woo. (laughs) (laughs) That's our new subtitle. We woo. (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) It's been rejected. Um, malachite often feels to me like it's, like it's got higher concerns than me. Like it's not like. Some there are some stones that feel that like feel very connected, like they're they're always there to pay attention to you and work with you. Malachite always feels, at least to me, like it's not that interested, but it's willing to spare me some attention if like I absolutely need it. Gotcha. And you can get stones just about anywhere. Uh-huh. A, you can find them. So if you can forage, right? Uh, B, if you can find natural stones, oh, right, always yeah. the best. B. You can go to any of the, you know, stores mm-hmm. that are around that tend to be new agey. Yep. Um, or dedicated witchcraft stores. Or dedicated yep. witchcraft stores. Yep. Are, are yep. starting yep. to pop up. Um, the other thing would be what we just went to yeah. this last weekend, which gemstone. was just a big gemstone we went convention. To a, we went to a rock convention. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. great. And uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, most of these people are not, you know, new agey or no, witchcraft. No, they, they're or, just they're, they just Yeah. They just collect rocks. Right. Yeah. And then they bring them out and sell them. Yeah. Um, but we saw some really cool yeah, we pieces saw some there beautiful that are specimens. really well priced mm-hmm. yeah oh my god the prices at a rock convention are usually way better yeah than the prices at a at witchcraft a re- store well, yeah. or, or any kind of retail uh-huh. yeah, yeah. so you've got to sort of chase them down um and figure out where those are being held in your area but if you can find one that is the place to go you'll be able to get much larger more impressive specimens yeah. for the same price yeah and google is your friend on those mm-hmm. you can just usually google it and it'll pop up or in our case Somebody sent me a Facebook right, thing right, about it. It was right. like, hey, look, this is coming. Um, and, and I do recommend going to, whether it's a retail store uh-huh. or a, a rock and mineral show. Try not to order them online. You know, yeah. don't order them online because you don't... Know where they came from. You don't know where they came from. Yep. You don't know what kind of energy they have. Um, and you want to be able to pick a stone that actually is going to work with you. To get into, again, the woo-woo the stuff. Right. Um, you know, like, I feel like... We've got to come up with a better name. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I, I feel like, I like I said, I feel like Malachite doesn't necessarily want to work with me, but will if I insist. And I don't think that's going to be true of every piece of Malachite, right. that it's right. going to look at me and be like, yeah, all right, fine. I yeah, so you always... have to be able to pick it up and feel uh-huh. it. Exactly. And feel its energy and I have always been of the opinion that if you are going to use something in your craft, in, mm-hmm. your, in your work, in, your, in any part of your spiritual or religious life, if, especially if it is something like a stone, mm-hmm. you always want to handle it yeah. personally. You always want to feel it. Got to get a feel for that white. Yep, exactly. And feel what its energy and what its spirit is like. Mm-hmm. If you go to a store or if you go to one of these mm-hmm. uh, stone or rock conventions, you can usually ask the vendor where they came from because mm-hmm. 
sometimes they just buy stuff. Yeah, that's true. And bring it out. And sometimes they've sourced they've it themselves. sourced it yeah. themselves. Um, so you kind of have to figure those out. But mm-hmm. if you ask, they'll tell you that nobody's trying to hide anything. No, no. yeah. The, uh, there's one other stone that I recommend for this time of year. It's not, you're probably not going to find it on any of the lists. I recommend Black Obsidian because it's a very protective stone. And although a lot of people include like purification stones, just sort of generally, like that's why you'll find rose quartz on every single list mm-hmm. for, as a correspondence for Everything. every single it, it's thing. A very, it's a very uh, utilitarian. Yeah, rose quartz of... is very, uh, quartz in general is yeah, very. Yeah, quartz in general um, is good for a lot of things. Yeah. But I feel like Beltane, the sort of roots of Beltane, mm-hmm. is protection more than purification. Certainly, the implications of the various fire rituals to me are more protective than purifying, although there's naturally a purifying element sure. to yeah. flame. Um, so I'm going to insist on Black Obsidian, and I think everyone should have a piece, one specific piece of Obsidian that is yours. Because Obsidian is picky, works best for one person, and doesn't like to be passed around. Okay. To get back into that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but a black obsidian is good for protection. Very, very strong protective stone. Um, but it's also good for transformation and self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's good for scrying and some some kinds of psychic work. And it's good for just sort of rapid growth in general. So if you're trying to like make progress on something, um, black obsidian is a good choice. But I do recommend getting... like Find a piece of black obsidian... That is right for you. And then that is your piece of black obsidian and no one else should touch it and you should not get rid of it. It's yours now. Mm -hmm. Spells that are kind of work really well during this time of year are prosperity, conservation, Mm -hmm. safety, and of course, love. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Baby making spells. Right, baby making spells. (laughs) Um, But we've kind of covered those in some of these other correspondences of those Uh kind of things. So I think, you know, they totally make sense with the other correspondences that we've talked about. You can also use Beltane uh, uh, a spell to strengthen a current relationship that you're in. Oh, instead of starting a new one. Instead of looking for a new or, uh, you know, for the sexual vibe that that Uh goes on to strengthen the relationship that you already have. Uh, so that it, you know, there's longevity there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess what? What? It's time for reviews. <laughs> you did it again. Please. I know. Successfully. I, I thought you were just going to like paste and clip or something. It's I... actually stuck in my head now. Like, <laughs> I, I think it like throughout the week. It's very stupid. But... Spectacular. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. We like it. I am, okay. I am so for that. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, gosh. Gwen and I have been so excited to do this particular review. We've been so impatient to do it. We've been waiting for weeks trying to find the right episode. And this is the one we're doing. It on. And the funny perfect. thing is, we've always said, "Hey, we're not going to do any reviews during our uh-huh. New Year series." I know, but, but they couldn't wait. Right? We, we couldn't, couldn't wait. wait. It's, oh gosh, we All already right. had to wait so long. I know. And last week, I, I, I almost gave a sneak preview of this review, but <laughs> yeah, the last episode, uh-huh, yeah. last episode. But oh man, you guys, it's okay. Okay, Gwen, explain what we got. Okay, what we've got was a sample sent to us by Magnolia Rains. They have a Etsy store called Box of Rain. And what was sent to us was magical rice blends. And salts. And, and salts. salts, yeah. So it's magical rice blends and salts. And oh my gosh, we have... All right. And now now first, before we before we get into this, I'm going to explain what these are because I didn't know when we got them 
what they were. So if you don't know, it's okay, we're here to help. So salt, as you know, probably, is a sort of general purifying and protective mm-hmm. substance. Mm-hmm. You can make a substance called black salt, which is used for protection, mm-hmm. and it's salt used as the base combined with various components, and then imbued with your intention. Okay. And it's a pretty common witch's implement. It's a it's a common witch's thing in the tool set mm-hmm. to make black salt and have every witch should have some in exactly her, in and her to and then to just have also cabinet plain ordinary natural salt. Mm-hmm. So these salts so awesome. These salts, which are made as far as I can tell. In a method similar to black salt. These are handcrafted uh-huh. and they are spe- with specifically chosen herbs and rice and, uh, and salt. And salt, and salt. Some of them are salts and some of them are rices. Yep. And it says in here, combined to magical perfection and it's, it's true. It's true. They're so good, you guys. Oh so, my God. So we got four salts, with the elemental salts. Um, so we got a fire salt, a water salt, an air salt, and an earth salt. Mm-hmm. And then we got two rices. We got a divination rice. And a pet protection rice. That's right. So, I... Oh, my God. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> Gwen and I have been using them. We split the we split the samples up into even amounts so that we could each have, like, an even amount to, to work with. Mm-hmm. I need more. We're going to be buying more. <laughs> oh, I've got to... I have used them uh, several times now with a variety of spells, uh-huh. uh, with some divinatory... Uh, things that I've done with some rituals. I've even used one as an incense uh-huh. uh, to go with a spell. They, it's. I think the thing that impresses me so much is that the way they are crafted. Obviously, the witch who has created these mm-hmm. ma- uh, magnolia rains. Magnolia rains. She is clearly. Skilled. She knows. She knows her shit. She's clearly skilled. And it's almost, and these are imbued with energy. Each one feels very distinct. Very distinct for its variety of purposes uh-huh. that you can do. The fire salt feels like fire. Right. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you. The color correspondences <laughs> uh-huh. are on point. The scent is gorgeous. Oh, so it's good. just so good. And then when you use them, it, especially as a solitary, uh-huh. it's like you have an extra person there imbuing it's, it's like your having, work with energy. It's, it's like wonderful. having a long distance partner. It is. It's, exactly. It's so good. I, so I, I, most of my work when I'm not doing just sigil work is, um, that I do tarot readings for myself for various purposes. So I started, I, I have a little shot glass. I put a little bit of vodka in the bottom. It's just sort of as an activator. I put in a few grains of the divination rice. I put in a pinch of the spirit salt mm-hmm. if I want to communicate with a specific spirit while I'm doing my divination. And the results are so much clearer mm-hmm. and like, I like they come faster. I just, the whole, like the whole experience of the divination session is stronger and more focused than it usually is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just, it really works. It's so good. You guys, I really recommend doing that. Get a little shot glass, put vodka in the bottom, a few grains of divination rice, pinch of spirit salt. Your results will be just mind blowing. And I want to point out that, um, that this Etsy store box of rain Mm -hmm. has a variety. Oh yeah, they have way of, more than this. Way yeah. more. This is just one thing that we got to try, uh-huh. which she sent us oh, for free. By the way, well, I guess we did, should mention yeah, that. Right, yeah, she did yeah. that. But I'm going to be for an unbiased review. Uh-huh. And oh my god, we love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I'm going to buy more. We are going to. Oh, I man. want. I want to get more from her shop. I really do. I can't wait to try more of her products. It's so simply so, because so good. of the skill. 
mm-hmm. and the variety that she offers yeah. and just and the energy that she puts into her work on these various items it's outstanding i think anybody would find these incredibly helpful in mm-hmm. their in their spellcraft in and their ritual work in their divinatory work i had never they're very used, useful i had never used anything like this in my work before i've used salt like for you know when i'm warding my room or whatever like i've used salt before just regular salt but i've never used it in like as a spellcraft component. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really sure how to go about this. And I put together, like I, like I said, the shot glass thing just sort of on impulse because I wanted d- to use it. And we decided not to, like, we didn't compare No, we notes. didn't compare notes. We didn't cross-contaminate we didn't, we at didn't, all. We didn't, we didn't tell each other how to use yeah, it. We no. just, we just, we just took, we each took our, our samples and we did what we wanted with it. Yep. Which was super hard for me because, like I said, I've never done this before. So I just put together the little shot glass experiment. And like I said, the results were so, so, so good. I'm going to be using the the fire salt during Beltane, I think. Mm-hmm. I just Absolutely. I just today um my my mother is actually selling her house and moving mm-hmm. to an independent living facility soon, and so she had to rehome her two pets, mm-hmm. a cat and a dog. And so what I did today was in my cauldron that's on on the family altar, I used the pet protection mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the rice, the rice, salt, the pet protection uh, rice, yep, rice, and I added just a pinch of myrrh mm-hmm. to it to help enhance the spell, and then I I lit a candle and I just focused my attention, and it just it lent that extra energy. Mm-hmm. It to really that does spell, it, and it just it's like it is they, like you said, it's like it's, having a partner. It is they 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 come with an energy of their own, which mm-hmm. is uh, astonishing to me. Uh, and what's what's amazing is that they don't like all feel like magnolia rains. No, they don't. They have they have their very the divin- obviously even, individual yeah. intentions and and what they're meant to represent. Like like even the the spirit salt and the divination rice very different feels to them. You know the the spirit salt feels like its focus is spirit beings and mm-hmm. it's, it's the spiritual element, and the divination rice feels like its focus is. Divinatory practice, and then the elemental. But they combine so well together. They do, they do. And the pet protection is clearly designed for you Mm -hmm. know for that intention for animals. And then you've got your your salts that are um, you know for the elements for the elements. And it's just I I can't say enough good things about this set of salts. Salt I was rice, blown people. away. Salt and I rice. didn't. You want I, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't really like. I wasn't. I just wasn't sure I would know what to do with them. And this but is even they've better. They've been so 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 good and so useful for my practice. I love them. And um, I believe I think you can get them individually mm-hmm. for twelve dollars, or you can get a nine-piece sampler set. For twenty four, mm-hmm. so they're and they you just need a little bit. No, so yeah, these just go a, a long way. So they're affordably priced. Mm-hmm. I would recommend if you're going to get these, I recommend just getting the sampler set. Yeah, just get all of them, and it's gonna last you forever. It will. I don't know what size is in the sampler set, but the size she sent us of the samples was huge. Mm-hmm. She sent us like a huge bag. Of each one, um, they're three ounces. Okay, it's it for for the sampler set includes one of each of the you know okay. of the salts and rice, and um, it's packaged in a clear zip seal bag. Yep. Its yep. intention is 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 written, you know, on, written it. on it, written on yep. it, 
And it's a three ounces. And I'm telling you, that three ounces. It'll last. It, we have, be- I, we've barely begun to oh, use yeah. it. I've, like, I, 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 it really does, I am at some point going to buy more just because I want to have it. Um, I want to support her too. Yeah. Right, because right. I, just, yes, I do want to support Magnolia Reigns. Also, absolutely. I just want to have it. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. I've got it sitting on my altar right now. I've got all the salts and rices sitting on my, my, my amounts of the salts and rices sitting on my altar, just sort of sacreding. Because that's where I put all my tools when I'm not using them. Right. But it just, they're so, oh, man, I can't, I like, I'm running, I like, I know I've repeated myself like 12 over times, and over and over. but they're just, it, for a solitary mm-hmm. practitioner, I cannot think mm-hmm. of like a better, more useful boost to mm-hmm. your, to your to practice. Your energy and to your practice. And again, it's the, the Etsy store is Box of Rain. Mm-hmm. The, how is rain spelled? Yeah. R-E-I-G. N? Like a king. Yeah. yeah. So Box of Rain, R-E-I-G-N. And that'll also be... Yep. Yeah, we'll link, link it. And it is, it is etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Box of Rain. And, Cannot recommend highly enough. Yeah. And the owner is Magnolia Rains. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for sharing yeah. your samples with us. We and love it so much. We highly recommend her uh-huh. shop. Definitely. We definitely recommend... We've only tried the one thing, and I can't wait to try more. Yeah, exactly. And I, we'll put two links up. So we'll put a link directly to the shop, and mm-hmm. then we'll also put a link directly to the sampler. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that it's exactly. easy for you. You can just click on the sampler link. It'll say mm-hmm. sampler link. Click Trust, on that, and you and, can and go. take you away. Yep. <laughs> yes. Trust me. You want to try this. You'll be very, very glad that you did. Yeah. And that's it for the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to make me laugh every time. Yep. I swear. It's okay. Uh, yes, it will. <laughs> activities for Beltane? Oh, yeah. yep. I have some have activities. Yep. Um, some things you can do for Beltane. You can mm-hmm. string beads or flowers for a blessing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you can uh, say a suggested blessing would be, may the God and the goddess and the power of the elementals bless me now and always be with me. Something along those lines. Or insert or the married pair of your choice. The married pair of your choice <laughs> yep. or no gods at all. Just right. the yep. universe or whatever. It's That's just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make paper May Day baskets to secretly hang on the doorknobs of your neighbors. We can, uh, there's a little direction on how to do that. So we'll uh-huh. include it in the, um, you know, I'll include those, include those directions. In our links or on a our separate blog, in a, on blog, on a blog post. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in a blog post. You can jump over a bonfire or a campfire and make or a, a wish as yep. you do. Or you could make it a broom if you mm-hmm. don't want to do that. Or a candle. Right, yeah. If you are if you have a fire hazard concerns. if you right. have, Or you just please, don't have the room or the area right. to do a bonfire. Please, as always, be cautious with your open flames. Please. Yes. And then you can also make Beltane bread, which I will also include that recipe. Or... Quick Almond Biscuits. And all these suggestions are from the Grimoire for the Green Witch by Anne Mora. Which Gwen loves. I yes. do. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely love uh, this Some one. of the other things that I have is uh, gather the first wild herbs of the season. Mm-hmm. Go out foraging or if you're growing your own. Right. Unless you live here, in which case they're now covered in ice. <laughs> you can dance around the maypole. Right. Oh, that is so much fun. And if anybody doesn't remember this, like I made... Uh, Gwen and Ode listened to this song before we started, <laughs> but there was a band in the 80s called Men Without Hats. Mm-hmm. And they had one song that anyone remembers. <laughs> they are, they are one hit wonder, the safety dance. And if you watch that music video, uh-huh. which you can find for free on YouTube, so just feel free to go do that. 
at a minute 37 uh-huh. in that music video, there's, there's a maypole. maypole. So, so you can see a traditional <laughs> maypole dance, and they recorded the video at a, a Renaissance fair that is apparently a year-round Renaissance fair in, in England. England. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So those were actors, and the, it's a village that's all set mm-hmm. up for that. So that's a tr- or an actual maypole that they right. have reconstructed. Just, yeah, just remember, though, that you can dance if you want to. Oh, thank you. You can dear. leave your, your friends, friends behind. behind. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We've managed to keep it this long uh-huh. without singing other than the so reviews far, thing. So, so far, far, we still haven't been singing. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> We're doing, we maintained. I, I'm sure it will happen so, eventually. So maypoles... Actually, some some traditions around. They were very widespread, sort of throughout all of Europe mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for at least oh. seven hundred years. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. At least um, the tradition sort of fell off in the twentieth century, but it's been revived since, like yep. many mm-hmm. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are sort of differing opinions on the symbolism of the maypole, kind of depending on where you're from. In I think most of continental Europe, um, it's considered a phallic symbol. Yep. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, the Fertility pole. involved. Right, exactly. There's the pole, and then and traditionally, traditionally at the top, there's a ring that the ribbons hang from yep. that you do a little dance and <laughs> wrap the ribbons around the maypole. Imagine that. Right. Um, in Germanic areas and in parts of Scandinavia, where the maypole was also tradition, it uh, was probably representative, in addition to being probably still a phallic symbol, of um, Igrasel, or in especially the continental German areas, uh, Irminsel. Igrasel is the the world tree, and, and Irminsel is the um, the sacral pillar of the world. In addition to having been obviously co-opted by the Nazis, because they gotta get their greedy hands on everything. But in addition to dancing around the maypole, there was uh, a tradition in some parts of Europe of processing the maypole. So the the maypole was a tree that would be cut down somewhere on the outskirts of the village and then it would be processed through the village or the town before it was erected somewhere centrally located for the dancing. And there are some sources that suggest this, at least in Scandinavian areas, may have been an echo of the traditions of uh, Vanek processions, where symbols of Freya and Freya and, and the the Vanek uh, pantheon in general <laughs> would be processed um, into the village to bring in fertility, because the Vanek pantheon was very focused on fertility and the connections with the land. So that's probably where maypole processions came from, at least in the Scandinavian areas. Um, other areas where there were maypole processions, who knows? So I... one of the other things is you can go a maying, mm-hmm. which is to uh, go out in the woods and fields and gather flowers and take a picnic, or uh-huh. or bang. Uh-huh. <laughs> as, as, uh... Oh, so go out really? and gather hawthorn boughs. Right. <laughs> and I did um, want to jump back to the maypole oh, and to sure. say that I was um, had a I was talking to Ode about this earlier, mm-hmm. and even back when I was a child, the the idea of maypoles was still kind of a thing. Right. It was still at it was least still in, par- in public consciousness. In, in public consciousness, it could have been. You know, it was still used in some celebrations. Mm-hmm. And I was telling, we had a real hippie for a. a um, and I do mean real hippie, Gen- the genuine, a genuine article. article hippie for a music teacher when I was in in elementary school, and she uh, she erected a maypole when in the I was on the playground, and she taught us the maypole dance. <laughs> so I mean, in 
it w- it fell out of favor, but mm-hmm. it it was still around. So and it was fun. Let so me were dinosaurs that. though. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> not that old asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can wash your face with dew at sunrise on Beltane. Ooh. Um, traditionally from the hawthorn tree. Oh, uh, but you can also use grass idea. or flowers to do it. Oh, right. that's a cool that idea. Cool. I like yeah. that idea. And that's to give you beauty for the coming year. Mm, yeah. That's very cool. cool. And if you don't have access to Hawthorne, right. um, you can actually create a rose water inf- infusion. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and use that to wash your face. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people just use that do that naturally because right. rose oil is very good for the skin. Could um, you gather dew and use that? With you probably could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be work. Right. You'd have mm-hmm. to go out real early and work real hard probably to gather enough mm-hmm. dew. But depends on where you live. Oh, but that's yeah, true. It does. Yeah. But I'm just saying that that it is an option if you want to have that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. As you, I'm, my thought is, hey, I'm a witch. If I right. want to uh, create a rose water from, you know, infusing rose petals mm-hmm. into purified water with that intention that you would get from the dew, right? I could do that. Yep. It's an option if you don't have right. If, if you, you don't, don't have access access to dew. <laughs> One of the if you things... live in a city or something. Or if you live in the frozen realm. Oh, the right. Could I go get a snow melt? <laughs> <laughs> or the ice I just cleaned off. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. One of the things you had said, Gwen, was flowers and creating like daisy chains mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Flower crown. But crowns. apparently the flower crown is actually a big part of Beltane. <laughs> Yay! So um, if you and all haven't listened too. back, uh, flower crowns are like... Oh, uh, what would I say? Probably the biggest thing that that Gwen and Oak do together. Cash. We like we, we like doing flower crowns. It is it's an They're activity. A good craft. It's a great craft. We we watch uh, our favorite, our terrible TV shows, terrible TV shows, and that... we make flower crowns. Yeah, that's true, and it's fun. It's a great, but uh huh. It's a good bonding. Activity. It's a good bonding activity. <laughs> um, we generally use artificial flowers uh-huh. just because that's easier. But yes, traditionally. Making uh, flower crowns, crowns or... flower crowns from actual flowers, right. or or wreaths, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. anything like that. And my understanding is that you could also make antler crowns for the gentlemen to mm-hmm. wear. Gotcha. Uh, and then you would get sort of a horned god and uh, May Queen sort of, and that's obvious thing happening. That's obviously what you would want to do is go out into um, the forest if you have mm-hmm. access to that and find horns that have naturally fallen off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know. If you um, have a large deer population. The yeah. other thing is to make and wear leafy green masks to ah. represent the green man and the green woman mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who have just returned. If you combine that with Simple. the antlers and flower right. crowns, you could get a very dramatic look going. Yes, it could be. Could, yeah. And of course, a lot of people do their May Day celebrations or their Beltane celebrations mm-hmm. at night because of the bonfire. And so right. if you can imagine with the Ooh. antlers and the flower crowns and the fire, right. I uh-huh. mean, very, very cool. dramatic, very cool. Or you could just go to, go to Burning Man and right. have all of that all at the same time. That's true. Oh. <laughs> That's a goal someday. Um, you can make a wish at the Hawthorne tree mm-hmm. because it's a tree associated with fairies. Oh, yeah. And the fae folk. So, the neighbors are active yep, around this and, time. And basically you're creating a maypole out of this. So mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a wish there. You're placing strips of cloth symbolizing your wish on the tree. Mm. The, colors, the colors are important. Okay. So blue for health. Okay. Pink or red for love. Okay. And green or gold for prosperity. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Um, I have colors listed here as green, pink, blue, or yellow. There so we that go. That makes sense. 
And but you should make sure that you take some time to attune to the tree. You right. don't want to just walk ask, up for to, right, ask, ask for permission. Ask for permission. Yep. Absolutely. And wait to receive permission. Yep. I notice a lot of people will like quote unquote ask for permission from the tree, but then just like assume that permission is given. Yeah. Don't assume that permission is right. given. Wait. wait around, see what the feel is. The tree and, will give you permission and if when you're it, done, if it is so inclined. Uh-huh. When you're done, leave a gift for the tree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And take off any ribbons you wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because that's bad for the tree. That's yep. right. <laughs> Food. I have a list of foods that are I do have good. a couple of foods. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Uh dairy, obviously, right. is very good. Oat cakes, cherry strawberry may wine ah. so we can maybe see if we can find some recipes for may wine so I, have dan- oh, dandelion wine. I have a recipe for may wine okay. which includes dandelion yay and and rose oh nice yeah. mm-hmm. and salad greens oh yeah that makes sense so i know what we're going to be doing for dinner on uh, <laughs> beltane yep. leafy greens and bread pretty much <laughs> also okay strawberries yeah oat cakes are another thing yeah yep. and that bread that i'm gonna include yep. yeah, or biscuits the ultra the ultra almond bread yeah the right. ultra almond bread or the ultra <laughs> almond biscuits if you don't have time to make bread uh-huh. um i did one of the things that you can do is to make a wish box charm Hmm. What's this? Um, and I will. So you you get a shallow box. You can use cardboard if you want, like a shoe box. But mm-hmm. I certainly would try to you know have something that's right. wood. And then uh, you want to put uh, particular things in it. So rose petals, mm-hmm. uh, sunflower seeds or poppy seeds, mm-hmm. paper, piece of willow bark, a willow or an acorn mm-hmm. or an oak leaf, that kind of a thing. Okay. And then some other things that you can put in there. Based on what you're looking for. Okay. So what your what your wish is? Yes. So gingerbread would be for love and marriage. Ooh. Okay. Okay. A copper coin would be for a new job. Would a penny count? It's copper enough. <laughs> I don't know that we really have any coins that have enough copper to be considered copper coins anymore. No. <laughs> so pennies are gonna Penny have, have uh-huh. to work, yeah. Copper colored. A, a yeah. silver coin for abundance. Mm-hmm. Okay. A glove for a difficult task. Oh, interesting. Oh. That is interesting. Uh, a thimble for hearth and home. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. A sprig of rosemary for seeking the truth. Oh, okay. yes, rosemary. I love rosemary plants. <laughs> Entwined blue and green ribbon mm-hmm. for health, healing, or renewed strength. Oh, that okay. would be a great time to make a witch's ladder using ribbon. What's a witch's ladder? It, you, you take various types of ribbon and you do a weaving pattern oh. and you... It depends on, on how like you want to do magic it. like a knot magic? Yeah, kind it's of kind thing? of like a knot okay. magic kind of thing. So, yeah, that would be excellent. Uh, cinnamon stick for happiness or good luck. Okay. Apple if you're seeking knowledge. Mm. Or uh, health. Yep. Probably. Yep. Uh, feather if you're looking to find a lost item. That okay. makes sense. Yep. Um, and then a key if you're looking for protection. Interesting. Yep. I like that. So mm-hmm. I will make sure that that gets posted as well, so In that people blog. can find yep, so yep. that people mm-hmm. can find all of those correspondences there. Have we listed the gods and goddesses that are associated with Beltane? No, uh, only the one. Only the one, because well, I have one. a list uh-huh. over Bellinos. here. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I have Bell, Bellinos, Bellinos. Right. Yep. Aphrodite, Adonis. Right. Got to get those. Got to get those love gods in there. Achilles, Aranrod, Ariel, Artemis, Astarte. Angus Og, Sybil, Diana, Freya, Rhiannon, Sheelanagig, Skadi, Var, Venus, Quetzalcoatl, uh-huh. Apollo, Bacchus, Kernunos, Cupid, Eros, Faunus, Frey, the Horned God, Herne, Odin, Orion, Pan, Puck, Robin Goodfellow, and Maya. 
So everybody. <laughs> That's a pretty All extensive pretty extensive it's, list. It's yeah. an extensive list. Uh so okay. I'm gonna get heathen for a bit. Just briefly. <laughs> That's okay. That's so, the whole point. Scotty's an interesting choice because she gets divorced. Right. So if you're gonna worship Scotty at this time, know that. It's an amicable divorce. Um and uh, it's possible that it's not a divorce. It's possible it's just a separation. The, the, the deal is she marries Njord, who uh, lives by the sea because he's a god of the sea and she's a goddess of the mountains. And neither of them can stand the other's climate. So they can't live together. That <laughs> so, would be tough. Yeah. So Scotty still lives in the mountains and Njord still lives by the sea. And, you know, they're friends, but they don't live together. So if that's what you're looking for out of Beltane... Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty's a good choice. If that's not what you're looking for out of Beltane, maybe skip Scotty for this one. Freya and Frey are uh, the logical Vanek choices. Mm-hmm. I would also suggest, Odin is mentioned, but I would also suggest Frigga, mm-hmm. who's his wife, um, Odin's wife. However, pick a pair. <laughs> because <laughs> Odin also gets with Freya. Because that's the Zeusy as—that's right. the Zeusy aspect of Odin. He's not like Zeus in any other respect, but he's like Zeus in that he'll get with a lot of people, ladies, gentlemen. He's not that picky. <laughs> um, so, so Freya and Frigga, although they—they they don't have like—they're not contraindicated. Like you can't not worship both of them, but for a specifically like sexual holiday, I would maybe pick one or the other. Yeah. Just to forestall any situations. And And to make things easier on Odin, because I can't imagine he would have a great time if you invoked him and then his wife and then one of his mistresses. Right. And then I would also (laughs) like to point out that while, yes, there are a lot of marriages and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of romance that happens. Sexy times. Sexy times. You do not want to upstage the god and goddess mm-hmm. if you are including the sacred rite in your rituals. Right. right yeah. <laughs> if just kind of keep that in the you know in the back of your right. mind. And what I would say um, from a heathen direction is if you want to if you want to focus on the sacred marriage, mm-hmm. go with Odin and Freya because they're married. Mm-hmm. If you just want to focus on sexy times or on witchcraft. Freya is more your girl because she's about sexy times and witchcraft mm-hmm. and death and several other things. And I'm reading here, there are some traditions that state it's better to announce a wedding on Beltane rather than actually have a wedding on Beltane simply because you don't want to upstage the gods. Gotcha. So, I don't but think the depends. gods are that petty, but it depends. No, I, <laughs> it depends on the gods. It That's true. depends <laughs> on the tradition and the gods. So just uh-huh. be sensitive. If you are in a in a tradition, be sensitive to what their right. beliefs are for Beltane. Yep. Well, and there isn't like, there's not like a, a sacred marriage in heathenry. No. Like mm-hmm. there's not a specific myth about, and then they got married, except right. Frey and Gerda. Right. Which is a whole deal. But although, so you could worship Frey and Gerda at this time. Uh, they do have like a, a pretty elaborate courtship and, and, a, and a very amicable marriage. And Freya and Gerda seem to be cool with each other. Unlike, because, you know, Frey and Freya were married once and aren't technically anymore. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Relationships are complicated. Especially in the divine realm. Yes, exactly. So do we want to talk about how to set up your altar? Yes. I think it's a great idea. Beltane yeah, altars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be using... Fire salts. There you <laughs> Absolutely. Go. From Box of Box Rain. Box of Rain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Run by Magnolia Rains. 
Um, so colors of the season are obviously very important during right. that. So mm-hmm. greens, bright colors, yellows right. like daffodils for Cynthia dandelions, purples of the lilac. Um, I'll get some red in there probably for fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. blue. So like a robin's egg would be good, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. I would insist again on getting some black in there for protection. Yes. Even though I know mm-hmm. that's probably not on the list. Of course, you can do that. All those colors can be done in either candles or mm-hmm. ribbons Correct. or flowers. your altar cloth or flowers or Stones, whatever. Stones, yep. whatever works for you. Yep. Yep. Any kind of fertility symbols. Um, and I actually have a deal here on how to make your own maypole specifically for your altar centerpiece. So it's nice. an ultra centerpiece maple. I like So I'll make that. sure that we include yeah. that in the uh, crafts mm-hmm. area because yeah. I think it's kind of cool that you can like make a... A little you know, standing... A little, it, it doesn't yeah. look that difficult. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's pretty simple and you can get everything you need at either mm-hmm. Michael's or that other place. Joanne's. Joanne's. Yeah, yeah, that could be a great thing to do with for families. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Any kind of flowers or fairies mm-hmm. are very big during right. this time. Right, uh, Obviously. Then, of course, fire, chalices... Honey, milk, and oats mm-hmm. would be three things that you would want to include. Antlers and horns. Right. Mm-hmm. Fruits like cherries, mangoes, pomegranates, or oh, that peaches. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yes. um, because all of those, yeah, get yes, some yes, all of those have seeds. Get some mm. pomegranate in there. So yeah, invite Persephone. I'm and feeling Hades, real strong toward peach. I think that's a great. Oh yeah, option. it's a good summer fruit. Yep. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then swords, lances, and arrows. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, if you, um, you know, if you are a Wiccan um, or if you're not in a coven, you're a solitary, obviously the chalice and the athame, very... Right. For the great right. For if the you great don't right. To, if you don't want to do it, like, you know, in the flesh, you can do it you in the symbolism. Right. Yep. <laughs> we'll also include a uh, group ceremony for holding a Beltane bonfire ritual, mm-hmm. which is from Thoughtco. So we'll right, include nice. that. Um, I'll also include the ADF solitary one just because... Because you know. that's where you're at. That's, that's where, where you're at. at. That's how you roll. Um, one of the other things that you can do, which is kind of cool, is actually planting seeds uh, wow. for Beltane. Uh, obviously, that would be difficult for us unless it warms up significantly in Depending the next Depending on your climate. My understanding is traditionally for farmers, May is when planting begins. Yep. Right. So, um, Although, it, again, I think, it, I think it depends on your It depends on your, on your crop. Yep. And your crop. But I think traditionally, May it was considered right. yep. a, a planting time. And we uh, there's actually a ritual for that as well that you would do beforehand. So, again, we'll link directly to that so that you have all of that. In this case, it's Kernonos because... Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But any fertility Celtic-y. god... Because any, any uh, fertility god would work with right. that. Specifically, is it specifically a male fertility god? Nope, does not say. Okay, interesting. Uh, I did find some other recipes. You can bake a green man cake, <laughs> which I think is kind of dope. Um, if you're... Lime cake. Mm-hmm. Decorated like the green man. That yep. would be sweet. Um, asparagus and goat cheese quiche. Mm. That sounds bomb. That might, uh-huh. We might have to make that. <laughs> Southern style peppery green beans. Ooh. Semi-phallic symboly. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, and so, delicious. And right. delicious. Yeah. You might, you and your brother might be tasked, if he's not working, <laughs> right. might be tasked with preparing the meal. The, the good fine. news is with the uh, uh, peppery My brother green knows beans. how to cook, unlike That's me, true. so... We can Shanghai him for this. That's true. The good thing with the pepper green beans is bacon's included. So. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> super salad. Uh, for those of you who are excited. vegan or vegetarian, just don't add right. the bacon. Did you say super okay. salad? I did. What did you say? I you said, said super ex salad. <laughs> That's because the next thing on here is the early summer salad. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're, 
<laughs> tongue got ahead of your brain. Yes, it did. Or my brain got ahead of my tongue. I don't know. Something, um, something misfired somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but this is a dope salad. I'm going to show you guys a picture of it. Ooh. Let's see. Um, so yeah, you got cucumber eat and tomato and yes, yeah, so you got baby spinach, uh, dandelion. Baby leaves, spinach is my ideal leafy green. Mm-hmm. Cucumber without the seeds. Nice. Interestingly, yeah. I think English um, cucumbers maybe don't have the seeds. That's correct. Maybe. Fresh yeah. raspberries, strawberries, and dried cranberries. Oh, I want this. Oh. We're making this. That'd be easier too. You can handle the Two, two hard boiled eggs, unless, of course, you're vegan, in which case, don't put those in. Right. And then you're making your own dressing, which, oddly enough, is pretty darn close to the dressing I normally make. Oh, yeah? yeah. So it's olive oil. Okay. But instead of using balsamic vinegar, they're using strawberry vinegar. I've Ooh. never even heard of that. Oh, yeah. You can and get Dijon that. And Dijon mustard. Wonderful. Which is that is very close to what you right, make, except for balsamic, balsamic instead vinegar of strawberry. instead of, yep. Okay, Um, I'm sensing a meal plan coming together. (laughs) And then honey. If you're vegan, obviously agave nectar Mm -hmm. works instead of honey. But there you go. I know. Put your personal feelings aside. (laughs) I can't. Yeah, you're just going to have to. Agave nectar comes from a plant, so it's fine. And then you've got candied flower petals. Move along. Which would be really good. <laughs> candied flower petals would be really good, but I don't know how to make them and it seems complicated. It's actually not. So no? your, your ingredients are flower petals. Okay. Water. Edible flower petals, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Preferably uh, go to a store that or something. sells edible yeah. flowers. Yep. Don't just take them. Don't just don't. take them off an arrangement. They've had pesticides on them. Right. Yep. Don't just pick them. <laughs> Go but, get them from a store. But things like roses, pansies, lilacs, right. violets, those are all edible. Yeah, yeah, I knew um, violets were edible. So it's water, one egg white beaten, okay. and sugar. That's all you're doing to them. And do you make a simple syrup? Or? Basically, you're basically okay. making a simple yeah. syrup. Okay. And, then and then you brush it. And then it. candy. You brush it. it on and then leave it. Oh, I can do that. You yeah, could do that. I did used to make candy, I guess. Well, so. We have a couple of stores around here that may actually sell edible flowers. We can see if they have We can some. probably get some at the Meyer. Probably. Yeah. And there's Beltane Fertility Bread, which is basically dick bread. Dick bread! <laughs> um, it does look it's like dick, dick bread, you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, this is better than the dick wand. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess the dick wand would fit in. Yes, into it this would. Area. Guys, make it a cheesy bread. Put cheese inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're just, just move along. Okay, we'll move along. Do it, do it. Then you get your dairy in too. <laughs> oh dairy is indicated for belting. <laughs> there are specific. <laughs> Yep. There are specific prayers you can do for Beltane as well. Oh, hopefully we're not offending a bunch of people, but if we are, too bad. You're listening to the wrong podcast. You're listening to the wrong podcast. This one I need to unclick. uh, (laughs) Safe for everybody. This one is not safe for everybody. This is not safe for everybody. Oh, Um, my God. Good grief. Uh, So we've got the Beltane Blessing. Okay. um, Which is also called... Am Yenachan Beltane. Nice. That's the reason why I have you say that. <laughs> um, and then there's a prayer to Kronos, mm-hmm. or your fertility god of choice. <laughs> prayer to the Earth Mother. Mm, yeah. Would also be appropriate. Yeah. Prayer to honor the May Queen. Mm-hmm. Prayer to protect your 
herds and flocks. Right. If you have them, if you don't personally have herds and flocks, you probably know somebody who does. Right. <laughs> That's true. And so... <laughs> Pray to protect your local herds and flocks yep. in case that farmer doesn't know any better. Right. I'd also like to say that um, I'm looking at a picture. Llewellyn, who, you know, as we all know, does a lot of, of books. The big and stuff, publishing. The big publishing company. They have a spell that is for a belting binding spell. So that would also, if you want to uh, protect Ooh. someone... That, that might be an option for you. And right. Only you if just... you know specifically who they need to be protected from. True. <laughs> but yeah. um, Or yourself. But right. they have, you can, um, on the Llewellyn Spell a Day, they have a search the spells and you can just type in what you're looking for. So cool. you can just type in Beltane spells. There's a whole That's bunch true. of them. There is a specific Beltane incense that you can make Ooh, yourself. What's in which that? includes what's in that? two parts mugwort, okay. one part daffodil petals, mm. basil, hawthorn berries, Patchouli. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> cinnamon and half a part of I'm sensing, dragon's blood resin. I'm sensing a trip to arts and crafts soon. Can we? The, uh, the can patchouli we skip would the be. Patchouli I think the patchouli okay, would be can... overridden probably by the cinnamon and the dragon's blood. Dragon's blood is a very strong. It scent. It is a very strong scent. Okay, well let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> we can use a half a little, part patchouli. Just a little patchouli. <laughs> yeah, well, if we do a half a part of patchouli, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I just have a patchouli issue. I don't you know do. What it is. You do. You're going to have to get over it, my darling. Well, <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. Because patchouli is in a lot of it's in a lot of incenses. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's I very know. useful in spell work. And what, what, it's very what, useful as an incense. I actually don't know. What is the like practical use of patchouli? To well. cover up body odor. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. I'd have to look it up specifically. The, okay, I don't know off the it's the, of it's the hippie thing, man. Like, I it love hippies, very, yeah. but uh, patchouli was like the, their thing. So we'll include links to all of this mess. Uh, we'll also include a link, or we'll put up something in the blog post about patchouli. So right. that what we didn't cover here, you will find out about right. on the blog post. Whatever it was. Whatever patchouli's actual uses are. I have right. no idea. Yep. Um, I also wanted to cover really quickly Walpurgisnacht. We're not going to get into it too deeply because it's very, very similar to Beltane. So, um, Walpurgisnacht is um, celebrated in Germanic Europe and in parts of Scandinavia. It's April 30th or May Eve. Um, it's very, very similar to Beltane or May Day festivities. Bonfires, excitability, sexuality, but it has added witches because, because of various um, folk legends in Germanic Europe was attached as the time when Frau Holda would summon up all the local women to be witches for the night up to whatever the meeting place was. Um, it became commonly uh, assumed as Brochen, which is a mountain in the in uh, northern Germany, I think. Uh, and then they got up to shenanigans for that night. Uh, and then later it became the devil summoned witches to Brochen, and then it was mentioned by Goth in Faust... And it's uh, referred to in The Night at Bald Mountain. And Jacob Grimm, as usual, brought it up. Um, <laughs> probably as, incor incorrectly. Probably. Yes, yeah. As was his way. As was yeah. his want. We don't know what the original name for this celebration was. Um, we know that it was, like, that these things were done around this time for a long, long time. It became known as Walpurgisnacht because there was an English nun named Walburga who went to Germany as a missionary, died, and was sainted on May 1st 
because her tomb started excreting healing slime. Okay. I'm not kidding. (laughs) That was her miracle. After she was dead, her tomb and corpse excreted slime that were supposed to heal people. So she was sainted on May Day and then was promptly adopted as protective camouflage by the local heathens because if they were celebrating on St. Walburga's Saint Day, no one could tell them not to. This is a good point. So now it's um, Walpurgisnacht and it's very Beltane bonfire holiday, uh, except with the, the one distinction that the Walpurgis bonfires were... Less for protection and were more for burning the bullshit you didn't want anymore. Gotcha. So anything that was broken, um, symbols of relationships you wanted to destroy, things like that, were, would be thrown into uh, a need fire that was built in the same way that the the Beltane bonfires were built. Gotcha. That makes sense. Very yep. cool. Yeah, very interesting. And well, yeah. we've now uh, finished, I think, pretty much. Right. So you may call me Ode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meat and Part. I'm Gwyn, Ode's mother. So we've now done this episode completely backwards. Uh-huh. I have no idea how to end it. Not no. that we end well anyway. No. But we, we, this this is, is, for some reason, just has never gone... It does not smoothly. Well, if somehow you missed the beginning of this and you're wondering where all the stuff we talk about at the, at the end, end is, yeah. don't go to the beginning. Go to it's, the beginning. it's all there. <laughs> Please. All right, bye. Bye. Peace out. You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com.